my own business and employ people. Uh, I said, I'm going to be the owner of the business. The weird thing about America is actually for a long time, the, the rate of entrepreneurship among the population in the US was actually going down. We hear all this stuff about startups and about Silicon Valley, blah, blah, blah. But actually, it's, none of that's true. Like, the rate of innovation has been going down for about 40 years. But then COVID came, it's gone right back up again. And if, again, if you look back at you know, the, the historical record, what you, what you find is that this is actually a pattern you see again and again. So again, to talk about the Spanish flu example in the US uh, in, in, in 1918 to 1920, it's quite amazing the acceleration you get after 1920 of new businesses being created. Um, uh, and I think this is basically because people sort of, you know, these pandemics and wars and that sort of thing force people to reevaluate their, their lives in lots of ways and make them realize that actually life is, you know, quite short and <laughs> precious and maybe gives them a sense of actually, I'm going to, I'm going to grab this by the, the scruff of the neck and I'm going to, you know, try and do something really amazing or, and this is definitely true at the moment, um, the pandemic creates lots of new needs and demands, you know, so at the moment we've got a lot more demand for takeout, like really cool takeout stuff because people are still nervous about dining out. So that has led to lots more startups in that space to sort of meet that demand. So it's partly that. And, and I suppose because of the increased savings, there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who now have access to a little bit of capital they didn't have before the pandemic. Totally right. Yeah, that's really important as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, in my circles, talking to people who run businesses, you know, the number one question that people are asking is what the impact will be in the future, given the way in which the pandemic accelerated and made possible really remote work. And yeah. the, the knock-on effects of a world in which people to a much le you know, sort of lower degree need to get up in the morning, drive to work, <laughs> spend eight hours or 10 hours in an office or in a cubicle, and then drive home to get all their yeah. stuff done. Yeah. You know, like the implications of that changing are really broad reaching and will create a huge amount of opportunities for different kinds of economic activity. You know, some yeah, things will get less valuable and other things will get way more valuable and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's a huge change for sure. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Walter Scheidel's book, uh, The Great Leveler? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Nick, actually, he was on our very first uh, episode. I remember correctly. That's right. That's right. That's right. We That's talk, very cool. and and he points out that um, every period of economic leveling, closing that inequality gap, has taken place due to um, essentially one of the four horsemen of the of the apocalypse, uh, pandemics being one of them. And you know, it, it's interesting. I've been looking at the reaction of some business people and politicians. You know, the Republican states that are revoking the, the generous unemployment benefits, uh, people complaining that people are unwilling to go back to work or that they're demanding wages that are too high. It reminded me of um, historically after the Black Death, the uh, English parliament, I think what they, they I think it was called the statute of laborers, where they actually passed a law mandating that uh, 